Welcome back to Barron's AP U.S. History Podcast. Last episode, we looked at historical thinking skill number one by identifying or explaining historical concepts, developments, and processes. Up next, we're going to continue to think like a historian with skill number two, sourcing and situation, as we turn our attention to primary and secondary sources. Suppose I gave you a couple of paragraphs to read, but I didn't tell you anything about them. What would you want to know to better understand them? Take a moment to think about it. So what would you want to know? Well, I'd want to know who wrote it, when, and why it was written, and who it was written for. These are building blocks of analyzing a source. Analyzing a source means looking at four things. Point of view, purpose, audience, and historical setting. Let's break it down. Let's start with the point of view. Point of view on the AP exam doesn't mean literary point of view or whether someone is writing in first person. Point of view here refers to the author's perspective. That perspective might be shaped by gender, race, ethnicity, social class, sexual orientation, age, or any number of other factors. The document-based essay question on the exam gives sources from a variety of viewpoints. If the question relates to Irish Catholic immigrant neighborhoods in the 1800s, the documents might include a letter from a resident living there, a social worker's report, and a law that was passed. Each of these would have a different point of view. It helps to identify the different points of view when formulating a response. Multiple choice questions might also focus on a point of view. Here's an example. Picture a political cartoon from after the Civil War. The cartoon shows empathy for African Americans who are depicted being pushed to the ground so they cannot vote. The multiple choice question asks, which group would most likely support the perspective of the cartoon? Note the word perspective. That lets you know it's a point of view question. Remember, the cartoon shows empathy for African Americans who cannot vote. All you have to do is figure out which group would share this perspective. Here are your choices. A. Radical Republicans. B. Southern Democrats. C. Working class Irish immigrants. Or D. Northern opponents of the Civil War. What do you think? If you said A, Radical Republicans, you nailed it. The Radical Republicans fought for the right to vote. I think we've got point of view down, so let's look at purpose. Purpose means answering why a document was written. Did the author want to convince others of a particular point of view? Or perhaps the document is intended as a historical record? Purpose targets the audience. Who was the document written for? Was the document written for friends or foes? If the document was a speech, who was likely to hear it? You really can't understand audience or purpose without knowing the historical setting. Thomas Paine's common sense can only be understood if you know it was written in the years leading up to the American Revolution, when tensions between Great Britain and the 13 colonies were growing. Let's go back to the political cartoon of African Americans being denied to vote. The cartoon was published during Reconstruction, after the Civil War. Think about what you would say about the audience and the purpose of the cartoon. Cartoons are usually published in newspapers, so the immediate audience was the readers of the paper. But 
if you said the audience was a general audience, that the cartoonist wanted to reach anyone and everyone, you'd also be right. The purpose was to convince as many people as possible to allow African Americans to vote or to show that it was wrong not to. See how context, audience, and purpose all work together to help you understand the cartoon? And I bet you weren't even trying. A source requires credibility. Credibility is how much you can rely on a source to be accurate. Believe it or not, you do this all the time. If your friend asks you to borrow money, you'll assess the credibility of your friend's promise to pay you back before you lend the money. So how do you consider the credibility of a written source? What did you come up with? Your response probably included focusing on who wrote the source and when it was written. Credibility is closely related to four things we discussed earlier. Point of view, audience, purpose, and historical context. Here are a few tips. Look at an author's background or social position. The author's perspective might limit the author's ability to comprehend a situation. Think about when the source was written. A document describing an event that happened years earlier might contain inaccuracies because memories become less vivid over time. Consider the author's purpose and point of view. A closing argument from a judicial proceeding might leave out certain elements to advance a lawyer's contention of guilty. This sounds like a lot, but it actually comes pretty naturally. You'll get more practice in later episodes when looking at specific periods of time and different types of questions. Coming up next, we'll continue to focus on sources by examining claims and evidence with historical thinking skill number three. See you then.